Hello and welcome to The Dialogues, the interview series about people with type 1 diabetes, for people with type 1 diabetes and with people with type 1 diabetes, where we talk to you, your doctors, nurses, nutritionists, CGM experts, entrepreneurs and pretty much anyone with interesting perspectives and insights in the world of type 1 diabetes. Make sure you subscribe and make sure you give us feedback and let us know what you want to know. We're brought to you by Not Just a Patch, the patch designed to keep your CGM stuck on you. Not Just a Patch gives 10% of all profits to support insulin access for all. Visit notjustapatch.com and use the code PODCAST10 to get 10% off your next order. Enjoy the episode, everyone. Hi, Nicola. Welcome to the... Hi, P. The episode three of the dialogues. How are you? Very well. How are you? Good, good. Thanks for joining us. Uh, I'm excited to have you because the last two episodes have been, have been a bit general in terms of diabetes world and in terms of like focusing on CGMs. We had Jane last week and she she gave a big broad brush about all things diabetes and CGMs. I'm excited to talk to you because you're a bit of a guru in the world of Medtronic Guardian. And, and, I, and I have to say, like, the terminology around Medtronic in the CGM world is a thing that I'm still trying to get my head around, like all the different names of all the different instruments and devices in the, yeah. the Medtronic world. It's exciting to have you because of your perspective and your experience in the diabetes space and as a patient who wears a Medtronic device and has a lot of experience in that space. So really keen to kind of pick your brain about that. But um, before we kind of get into the nitty gritty of, of Medtronic and, and Guardian and so forth, tell us a little bit about your diabetes history you know, how long you've had it and, you know, all the fun and exciting things that come along with it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I guess you could say I was diagnosed a little bit in, in the mature age group. I was 23, so I wasn't sort of, you know, really young when I was diagnosed. Yeah. And I went through the typical process, you know, of wearing of just finger sticks and pen injections, etc. Then went on to a pump so I did pens and injections for 10 years yeah. and then I went on to a pump and wore just a pump only actually for quite a long time and then I went on CGM only four years ago. So yeah. I've probably had more experience with pump than pump and CGM and more experience with pump than, than pens and I've always been on Medtronic. So I've always, um, I started with them. They were amazing to me in the beginning I was uh, like a bridging the gap patient, so I didn't have private health insurance and they very kindly loaned me a pump until I got that sorted. And so for that reason, I've sort of always been a Medtronic supporter. Did you say Megatronic? Or med yeah, Megatronic. Megatronic. <laughs> I've never heard that one. Medtronic. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice of them. What instigated that? What instigated them wanting to give you a free pump back then? Yeah, I know. It's very, it's a nice thing to do. Hey, so for me personally, and I guess it's the same for everybody, you know, there comes a tipping point, which makes you think, oh yeah, I think I need something better or I need to make a change. And for me, that was wanting to be a mum. So um, I wanted to have babies and I knew that to do that, you had to have really, really good control. Mm -hmm. And it's not that I had 
bad control, but I just knew that it could be better. So thankfully at the time I was quite good friends with my Medtronic representative and I started talking to her and then I changed my mind and, you know, I kind of went back and forward for ages as people do with diabetes trying to decide, you know, to make a change. And then eventually I just thought, no, it's going to be the best thing. So because I didn't have private health insurance, they kindly loaned one, which is what they do. That's fantastic. Very kind of them. And actually, were they one of the only players in the CGM pump market back then? Was there a competition? There was, and I can't remember the name of it, but I guess at the time they, well, and even now, you know, that they were sort of the most well-known and they had, you know, the most research behind them and they just always seemed to be the bigger player. So I felt probably more comfortable going with that. Yeah. And um, how has it impacted your diabetes management and life in general having, you know, when you went from, I guess it's been a while, hasn't it? So how long have you been on it for now? Yeah, I've probably been on it now for about 15 years. Wow. So you probably don't remember yeah. what your life was like pre, pre, um, pre Yeah, I do. I do. But I guess the thing is I'd never change it. Like looking back, I would never have it any other way. Yeah. Where at the time, you know, like it was a big move. Like at the time I really had to think about it. And all the things I was worried about back then, just seemed so silly so quickly after I went on a pump. Like so, oh, you know, like wearing something constantly. Yeah. And I was always worried about that. And then, you know, a month or so into it, I'd forget I even had it on. You know, I'd be, you know, I'd get in the car and I'd be off to work and then I'd be like, oh, have I got it? You know, so you forget these things so quickly. I guess I kind of, it's just that fear of the unknown. And then you just very quickly adjust and you just go, oh, you know, I wish I'd never left it so long. Yeah. So it's looking back now, I wouldn't have it any other way. I just, I couldn't. I I can't even go without CGM now. Like I I don't even like going during the warm-up when you have to wait for it to recharge. I don't even like that. Yeah, I can can relate to that, wearing a Libre and I really try and avoid any period where I don't have it on my arm anymore because I really like the availability of information. Oh, you just feel so much more secure, hey? Yeah, absolutely. I actually find it interesting. I I do, out there in social media world and in the community in general, I do come across people who actually talk about having breaks, holidays from their CGM because it somehow causes them to have an overload of information and causes them to have anxiety or you know just to kind of need to feel like they distance themselves a bit from it it's I I don't personally have that but I certainly hear about people out there in the community who do have that have you come across any yeah I have I've, I've, I've had those conversations too and I'm like you I'm the opposite you know a lot of um people have pump holidays I've had a time where I've had to be off a pump for a couple of days and it was terrible. Like it was, it was really hard. It's hard to manage your diabetes when you don't have all of the, I don't know, the reassurance and the gadgetry and all of the information that's going back and forward between the pump and the CGM that keeps you just so much more stable. Whereas in going back onto injections, I found really, really difficult. I would rather 
where all the technology, my husband says, like, you know, I'm plugged into the matrix. But I'd rather that any day. Do you want to talk us through a little bit about almost from the beginning of like the setup that you've got? So the pump and the CGM and kind of some of the, the technical basics and how you put them on and, you know, so on and so forth? Yeah. So as you know, um, yeah, I'm on a Medtronic pump. It's the latest pump. So it's um, called the 670G and it works in three different modes. So essentially I could wear the pump just as a pump only without CGM. I can wear it with CGM and just have that suspend before load feature, which I had for a long time before the 670 was available. So that was kind of my, my old pump. And then my latest pump I can wear in auto mode and that's what I do. So with that, what I do is I have CGM which talks to the pump and sends my CGM number every five minutes to the pump. Okay. And then the pump's algorithm decides based on what I am at the time in relation to its target. So it has a target in it where it's trying to consistently keep me at 6.7. And so depending on where I am in relation to that target, it delivers what's called sort of like a micro just every five minutes. To try to, if I'm higher, it gives me a little extra. If I'm lower, it might not give me anything at all. The pump is loaded with a glucose of some sort. No, just insulin but it's just going off what my blood glucose level is to try to keep me at a target. There's something there about dextro. I, must, maybe so, I, thought, I thought what you were saying was that oh. if it's going low, it might actually pump in some sort of like sugar. No, it's just it might not deliver anything at all. So if I'm going low, it'll just not deliver any insulin at all for a bit. And then if I'm starting to recover and travel back up, you know, it might start up again. So it's kind of like this constant feathering up and down of little tiny doses of insulin. And that's the background and that's how it deals with with the background. And then whenever, as far as eating, it's the same as what the pump has always done. You tell it what your blood glucose level is, you tell it how much you're eating, and then it does the maths to decide okay, well, you're, so, you're this far away from your target, so I'm going to give you this much for that. Yeah. You've got so much still on board, so I'm going to take that away. And then you're eating this much, so I'm going to, I need to cover that as well. And then it does that maths and then delivers that amount of insulin. You're not ever having yeah, to decide you, how much insulin is being injected? Yeah, you do. So okay. that's the bit that you still do. Yeah. Okay. So you're still giving yourself a certain number of units when you're having to bolus with food. Yeah. Got you. Yeah. And so, so like hypos, do you still have hypos? Very, very rarely. And to be honest, the only time I'll have a hypo is if I don't have CGM. That's obviously because everything kind of goes back to, you know, like the old way of doing it, you know, like my my preset basal rates. Yeah. And I mean, that, from my understanding, that's exactly why auto mode and the 670 came about was because mm-hmm. no two days are the same and you would know that so well. Like, you know, one day is definitely not the same as the next and definitely not the same as the next and your, your insulin levels 
change every five minutes, just like your blood glucose levels. So really hypos are only if I'm if I'm off CGM. But you never get your bolus right to a point where you like like for example, if I have whatever, like say I have a bowl of pasta yeah. and I will give myself some Nova Rapid and occasionally what'll happen, I'll give myself a unit too much and I'll have a quick hypo, then it'll probably come high later on. Do you still, yeah. that's still a problem? Well, no, not so much because with a pump, it's unlike what you can manage with pens, it's working out how much insulin you've still got on board that's still working. So right. it's taking bit away so you're less susceptible to going low it reacts that quickly so it like literally will pick it up really quickly and stop delivering the micro doses really quickly so you just avoid and, and is that is that a key benefit to pumps or medtronic pumps particularly is that ability to quickly adapt when you're going low is that is that kind of one of the key selling messages with it absolutely i don't know i guess there's lots of bad things or you could say the worst thing about diabetes is hypos. I mean, there's other bad things about diabetes too, but I think it's probably the worst. Mm. So the companies go to a lot of trouble to try to avoid what is seen to be our biggest bugbears. Yeah. And, you know, for ages now, Medtronic, like I had suspend before low and it was amazing, you know, but uh, now it's better. What's suspend before low? So suspend before low is where it used to predict that you were going to have a hypo. So it would know where you are and it would know where you were headed and how quickly you were dropping. Mm -hmm. And the pump would suspend basal insulin, so it would switch off the background. And that worked really, really well. And I thought that was like awesome. But now with auto mode, it kind of does the same thing. But rather than predicting, it's just kind of constantly doing that every five minutes. So hypos are probably the only time hypos are an issue is if you're over bolus. So if you miscalculate carbs and you give yourself too much, then you have too much insulin on board that will still drop you down lower. But it just sounds like you probably need to take, like the, the room for error is greater. So, for example, as I just said, like if I take one unit too much with a bowl of pasta, I'll have a hypo probably, whereas it sounds like with this setup, you maybe need to take two units too many in order to hit that hypo. So more room for for error there. Yeah, you'd have to probably miscalculate a fair bit because it's knowing where you are all the time and it knows when to switch on and when to switch off. So. I guess it's just a little bit more aware of what's happening with you, whereas without a pump, you inject it and that's it. There's no taking it back. That's really interesting, actually. Is that the case with other CGM pump setups, that corrective ability? Not not to the extent that I have yet. So um, Medtronic, we're the only ones or that one's the only one on the market at the moment, but... Other pumps do similar things, just not to that extent. So pump therapy, well, there it is now. Pump therapy, um, oh, that's my pump. (laughs) What's it it saying? I'll tell you. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's saying I'm high. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) 
<laughs> so what I'll do now is I can correct. So that's the other easy thing. So you how can. Do you do that? How do you do it? Yeah. What's the how do you, what's the process to correct? Do you give yourself some insulin or do you, do you dial it? Yeah. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to put that number, which I'm not going to tell you what it is. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to put that number in, and then. I'm not going to say I'm eating any, any carbs because I'm not. So I'm yeah. just doing a correction. Yeah. So I'm going to bypass the carb bit and then it's just going to give me an extra two units. Okay. What yeah. is the of acting that you've got on board? So it only ever takes rapid acting insulin. So yeah. you can don't you have to. You, want, though? you can choose what you put in there? Yep. Okay. Yep. So I use Nova Rapid and okay. always have. So that's the only insulin that goes in the pump. So you don't need Levomir or Lantus or anything anymore. You just use one insulin. That's pretty cool. What about, um, are there any downsides to it? Do you ever get annoyed with it? Is it a, do you like if you go swimming or, I don't know, is it playing sport, things like that? Yeah. Yeah, you do. I mean, you get sick of diabetes anyway, you know. Yeah. Like sometimes you just, I guess the downside would be alarms, I guess. I try to change the way I think about alarms if they're annoying me because it's not like they're, the alarms aren't telling you bad things, they're just telling you things to do. And that's a good thing because if How you do it. How many in a day? Oh, not that many, but like sometimes if you're having a bad day. Like what, what's, a, what's a good day, what's a bad day? So today, for example, that was the first alarm I got. One a day is a good day. Yeah, I mean, that's easy. Okay. But having said that, you know, like some days I might get four would be probably the most. Okay. Four or five. Does it wake you up? Yes and no, like it can. So the various alarms can be, like I just got an alarm to sound high. You can get an alarm to say you're low. You could get alarms to ask you to do a blood glucose level. You get alarm to say, you know, things like your battery needs changing or um, to change your reservoir, which is cool. So it tells you every three days when it's time to change your reservoir and set. So that's quite helpful. So that's what I mean. Like they're not bad alarms. They're, they're kind of good alarms. Yeah. And the only time you really get annoyed with them is if you're having a bad day and you're going to get annoyed with anything if you're having a bad day. So yeah, that's I try to look at them as, as, as a good thing rather than a bad thing because it's helping the bad thing. A couple of questions. Well, I'm curious about like what's next. I suppose all of the CGM medical device companies are looking to kind of progress their products to, to improve our lives. Are you aware of what's next with in terms of technology improvements or changes? I mean, they're all getting smaller, smaller and smaller than I'm noticing anyway. So I guess that's one thing. Do you know much about the future when it comes to Medtronic? No, I do. Yeah, you're right. I think, I think they're always working on trying to make things smaller and sexier because, I mean, wearing a black box is not particularly sexy. Yeah, and that, so when you say wearing a black box, so you wear a you, is that the black box that clips onto your belt or something? Is it? Is that what you mean by that? Yeah, yeah, a reservoir of insulin that sits inside it. Yeah, and then it talks to a little. I'm not going to 
That's all right. You have to show me that. Because <laughs> it's not on my arm. <laughs> and it talks to a little sensor and transmitter and they talk together every five minutes. So that's all you've got to wear. And then you've got a blood glucose meter, which when you need to do your calibrations or finger sticks or whatever, you just do it. And it, yeah. it also talks to the pump. And then all of that gets all downloaded into a software package as well. So you can, you know, read your reports and you can link to your doctor and they can, you know, my doctor, we, we've even Zoomed. So she can have my reports and we can have a talk about it. So it's all really amazing like that. I think for the future, they've worked so hard on their pumps. I think, yep. you know, they've always tried to be at the forefront of pump technology. I think the next thing they, they would like to make them probably smaller and CGM, I mean, they're always working on that as well. So the reason why the 670 is that they're, they're sort of, they're pretty ahead of the game. Yeah. So I suppose if you were out there and wondering about a pump, like what are the main things to think about? Like what are the main pros and cons, I suppose? I mean, we've kind of covered some of them, like the alerts help you and the lack of hypos and things like that. But if, if there was someone sitting on the fence, like for, so for me, for example, yeah, <laughs> I'm not quite, I'm not quite there yet. I don't, yeah, it's not really, I mean, my HbA1c is okay. Yeah, I have the odd hypo. I could probably have less. Uh, I definitely could get a little bit better, and I'm pretty sure a pump would probably. But I think for me, it's that gap. It's like the gap's not big enough between where I'm at with my management versus yeah. what a, a pump would deliver. So I'm not quite ready yeah. to have that attachment yet. But it's, it's on my mind because I'm in the kind of community now and I'm talking to people about it. I'm definitely thinking about it more. And I'm sure there'll come a day where I just go, stuff it, give me a pump, and I'll see what... And I, and I probably should trial one one day just to kind of get a sense of what it's like. Yeah. And look, I think, you know, I was like that. You know, uh, you have to be ready. You have to make your decision and be ready. And I wonder sometimes whether or not there is a tipping point where, like, you know, you make that decision and then you want it yesterday. I guess the biggest reason, because as I said, you don't wear... You don't wear all that gadgetry unless you're going to get something out of it. And that's the best part is I just find I think a lot less about day-to-day -day stuff by wearing a pump and CGM because I feel really confident that it's it's doing what it needs to do and I don't have to worry so much about it. Whereas I found with pens and no CGM and, you know, you just don't know, you don't know where you're at and it left me feeling really unsure and and it, it kind of messed with my confidence yeah. and especially you know at the time like with work you know I was driving a lot and I was having to present and my job was really busy and I used to worry about everything and feel guilty about a lot and I think that's been the biggest thing for me is I don't feel that anymore like I feel yeah feel really confident that I'm not going to have a hypo talking to you now. Like other, before I would have really stressed about that and I would have eaten 50 million jelly beans before we got to talk because I wouldn't have wanted to go low. And so I think confidence is a big thing for me. Control is probably the other thing and hypos would be another one. Um, thank you. So just, I suppose, in getting close to wrapping up, is there, and given that you've kind of worked around the diabetes space for a little while, is there any interesting patient kind of scenarios that pop 
to mind? Any any kind of interesting experiences that you've seen other patients have? On a pump? Yeah, pump, CGM world. Uh, the reason I ask is that I just re- was thinking about um, an example that we had last week of a particular patient who um, went on to a pump very late in life and uh, just had very good, had great results. Yeah. I've never known anybody to regret it, you know, and there are funny stories, you know, like you talk amongst your mates and, you know, where you kind of get your pump cords stuck around your steering, your, you know, your gear stick or, you know, you put that on and it's all wrapped around it and you know or you walk past a cupboard and you kind of you know pull yourself back on the cupboard like there's all those sorts of stories and you know you do I guess you do have to think about where you're going to put things you know summer versus winter you know like in summer you're obviously not going to wear as much swimming or you know as in winter you know you don't have to worry so much so there's lots yeah there's lots of things that funny stories and things that people share (laughs) but I've I've just I've never known anyone to regret it thank you so much for giving us time today thank you for asking me I'm I'm absolutely wrapped that you asked thanks so much Nicola we'll speak to you soon okay thanks take care thanks for listening everyone we hope you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to our podcast to keep updated Also, we love feedback and suggestions and we love to hear from you. So let us know what you think. We're brought to you by Not Just a Patch, the patch designed to keep your CGM stuck on you. Wishing you the loveliest of days. Goodbye.